So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Thanks for checking out the Sports Kid Wrestling Podcast. If you want even more from us, get Vince Russo reviewing Monday Night Raw every single Monday night, Dutch Mantel covering AEW Rampage and SmackDown, and the biggest breaking news with you, the fans, talking about it five days a week with Top Story, all on this podcast feed. It's Friday, and you know what that means. It's time for Sports Keto Wrestling's top story of the day, the Freestyle Friday edition. Today, we're going to be covering an update that Big E provides on his devastating neck injury that he suffered back in March. Plus, we have some backstage news on the WWE draft. We also have some news that WWE was impressed by William Morrissey's appearance on AEW Dynamite. Malcolm Bivens speaks out on his NXT release during a stand-up show. AEW is now going to be bringing over some trios titles. That's not the final design. That's just a concept. And AEW suffers a little dip in the ratings due to the NBA playoffs. We're going to jump to this and many other other headlines in today's Freestyle Friday edition of the Top Story. Hit the click, click the like, hit the like button now. Do it right now. What's up, everyone? It's the top story of the day here on Sports Keto Wrestling. Normally, Kevin will be the hosting duties, but he's on dog sitting duties today. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Wa- I'm watching a fellow wrestling broadcast wrestling journalist's dog. <laughs> you, you'll you'll get clues. You'll get clues. It is. Well, uh, you'll get clues throughout the show. That's how we know that you're a multitasker. You're not only reporting and talking about wrestling news, but you're also dog sitting. So happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to Jeremy. Guys, it's Freestyle Friday. Sound off in the comments. Get your questions in today. We're going to, you guys get to control the last part of the show, but we got tons of headlines for you today, starting with Big E. But before we get started, guys, make sure you are subscribing, liking, and engaging with the show. The more likes we get, the more people get to watch it. So right now, like Kevin always does, in three, in two, and one, hit that like button and engage with the show right now. And for the latest news and headlines, head on over to sportskeeda.com. Let's jump in to the first story of the day, gentlemen. We have Big E, who suffered a major injury back in March on SmackDown during a match with Ridge Holland, where Ridge Holland did a belly-to-belly suplex. On Big E, Big E landed awkwardly on his head, uh, fracturing his C1, C2, and uh, he's been out of the out of the picture now for over a month, or getting close to a month. And today we get to see uh, or we get to hear a little bit of an update of what's going on with Big E. What's the scoop here, Jeremy? 
Uh, Biggie uh, posting on Twitter early this morning that uh, his C1 is not healing optimally, so he's going to be stuck in a neck brace for another four to six weeks, so a little bit of a a uh, uh, setback in terms of that. He is still hoping he can avoid fusion surgery. Obviously, if he has to have fusion surgery, that's going to put him on the shelf for at least a year, if not longer. Uh, but he says he's got a tremendous support system and whatever shall be, shall be. So hopefully... Uh, hopefully at least he can avoid the, the fusion surgery. That's tough. Kevin, what's your take here, man? I mean, you got to feel for big E man. It's, you know, he's, it's not healing as fast as he wanted another month and a half, close to two months. He's expected to be out. Hopefully he doesn't get this next surgery, but what's your take here, man? It's a sad situation, right? Cause you don't know. You said, uh, this is still, that happened in March guys. Like he broke his neck in March. If you've broken a bone, it doesn't heal fast. I think part of this is this disconnected sense of who we are with wrestling where we just consume so much of it at such a fast pace that we just want we want them back right away. We want the fresh thing. We want the like there's so much more to this, you know, and there's so many more and I'm I'm not being doubtful or, or anything like that, but idealistically he can get he can get back in the ring and wrestle again. But, you know, there's a lot of people who say that's a very questionable thing. I'm no expert, um, but I just think, you know, being as positive about it as you can and being as patient as you can with something like that's, that's so serious. You know, you don't want a situation with Paige where you get back in the ring and it's more serious. You don't want a situation with, you know, I mean, I maybe you want a situation like Edge where he's gone for a very long time and maybe he can come back. Who knows? It's so much to, it's so much to see. There's so, still so much to play out. And, uh, you know, hopefully it doesn't affect his quality of life moving forward. I mean, I guess the most, the, the most important thing here is that he makes uh, uh, a good recovery, not just a quick one, but a good recovery where he can come back into the ring and, and perform. So um, mm-hmm. best best thoughts and wishes and high vibrations and positive vibrations to, uh, to Big E so he can heal up quickly and get back into the ring. Guys, it is Freestyle Friday. If you're just joining us, you guys get to the last <laughs> part of the show. For, I forgot. We got it. We don't, so we don't make need sure it. You... We don't need it. We got Kevin. <laughs> we got Kevin. Uh, but guys, <laughs> so is, that a, is that a tortilla blanket behind you, by the way? Uh, that, sure, oh, that does look like a tortilla blanket. Yeah. Yes. You're going to be wrapped up like a burrito. <laughs> um, I'm a blanket burrito. The most delicious time. Guys, remember, sound off in the comments. Get your questions in anything related to this week in wrestling. Remember, no dream bookings. We don't do dream bookings. We want to answer questions about wrestling this week. So no dream bookings, all right? So let's get into our second Is my favorite wrestler going to be in a match that I want him to be in that isn't that hasn't Kevin, been advertised Kevin, at all? Stop. <laughs> no. Stop, Kevin. Stop, Kevin. Stop. No. I'm going to buzz kill you right now. No, he's not. No. When is Adam Cole going to come back to WWE and kick Vince McMahon in the face? When is that going to happen? Never. <laughs> uh, the draft, guys. We are getting closer to that time of year where things are happening. Uh, we're going to see shakeups being shooken up, thinking things that are going to happen across brands again. And this time we're getting a little bit more of insight of the timeline on we can expect to have the 2022 WWE draft. What's the details on this one, Jeremy? Well, take it with a grain of salt because it's coming from ringside news, but they are reporting that the draft is set to take place in August 
this year after SummerSlam. Of course, SummerSlam this year for the first time is going to be in July on July 30th. And uh, there's a feeling that they're going to hold it as a lead up to the clash at the castle event in September. So it looks like, of course, the last couple of years, it's been in October, but it looks like we're going to up that time frame possibly for this year. If we can trust ringside news on this. Yes. And I also saw another report where uh, Dave Meltzer also kind of gave another timeline uh, as what's going on with the draft here, but there's also another report and from, uh, from him saying that it could be somewhere around August uh, leading up to there. And then there was another report. Um, I think it was, it was it Andrew Zarian that said uh, there was going something uh, right around uh, August or July. So I don't know. So there's like mixed timelines again. And I think we got the same situation last year where we got a, a, a bunch of different dates um, that were kind of being thrown out there. And at the end uh, we found out what, what, what it was, but uh, Kevin, you buying this, you buying this, you think we're going to get it right after SummerSlam? I mean, that would be a time to do it, right? Right before fall sweeps with television that makes sense. That's when the rates get readjusted as football comes back on television and the value of what is non-sports programming gets readjusted. WWE kind of borders into the spectrums of sport, live, live programming, live sports, and not live sports. So it plays both. It's kind of like a variety show. So when you do that, you kind of want to shake up. You also have the issue with Fox and NBC Universal wanting proprietary senses of the rosters. Even though you're sharing big names back and forth, we're going to have names from Raw on SmackDown tonight. Cody is advertised. Doesn't mean he's going to be on the show, but he's advertised locally for the live event. You have some other names that are Raw specific right now. Uh, WWE produces so much content. I know. I, I don't think the rosters um, matter uh, in the long run. I mean, they matter in the short run, in the sense that you can change them up and, and do some different things with them week to week. And I think there's some changes you can make, but I don't know how big of a deal it is. I, I, I don't feel like the draft is as big a deal as it once was or even was four or five years ago Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's lost some of its uh some of its prestige i liked when they which is just natural i mean it's just it's that's yeah yeah, that's just natural with guys going back and forth and i don't i mean there's some people who are proponents of you don't need that just have people float from show to show and they they don't need to be that yeah have tag team championships and women's titles for both shows but you don't need to have rosters and stuff like that i think for the, if you're a TV partner, you want that. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're paying for the show and you're paying mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars for it, you want that. Uh, and are... it's worth noting, you know, those WWE quarterlies came out and WWE's in a, pos- a very strong television position. They, they just made more money than they've ever made in a year. And that's coming out of the pandemic. More people watch some of their content than have watched it in a long, long time with Peacock. And they're in a strong position here. So what do they really need to change too much? I think there'll be a handful of big changes. I don't think it'll be. I don't think. I don't think it'll be like widespread, massive changes. Yeah, I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see for sure. I don't think uh, there's just too many people to not do it though. And but the thing was like that 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 night used to be a good night of television, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of the past years it's not been that good of a show. So yeah, yeah, I think uh, we haven't really seen. 
because like when we had the 2016 WWE draft, that was kind of like a big deal because it was, you know, from years and years of having both brands kind of united and having one champion going back and forth or, or even having uh, at that time unified the world heavyweight and WWE championship. Um, so well, both, you know, both had, shows were on one TV network too, you know, exactly. So, so, exactly. I mean, so that also had a different, that, that was also a different uh, business deal for them. So, um, so we'll see what happens, man. We'll just kind of keep an eye on that. But uh, some interesting stuff happened this Wednesday on Dynamite when we got to see Wardlow face off against the seven foot guy that can't he can't be taught anything because he's just an absolute monster. And we're talking about William Morrissey. Impact. Well, he has a handshake deal with William Moore over there at, at Impact, but he made his first appearance over here at AEW. Uh, had a pretty good match, lost his match against Wardlow, but Wardlow had a tremendous uh, showing uh, this past Wednesday. But we're getting word that W. Morrissey actually impressed a few people over at WWE. What's the details mm -hmm. here? Yeah, Andrew Zarian from the Matt Men podcast. Uh, uh, he said that I'm not going to say that WWE is going to take him, but I can tell you that WWE is definitely impressed by him. Uh, there's no way around it. I got a message last night while he was coming out and somebody wrote from WWE. Did you see this effing guy? Uh, and uh, Zarian also stated that he's gotten a couple of messages about him from people, people wanting to know when his contract ends. Well, uh, November <clears throat> is, uh, is when his contract expired and now he's on a per date deal. So technically he could be a free agent if he wants. Of course, he just wrestled on impact last night uh, doing a tables match with Matt Cardona. He's been feuding with him and Brian Myers and Chelsea Green for some time now. And, of course, uh, Morrissey and Jordan Grace have been kind of uh, teaming up as well throughout that feud. So uh, it, it'll uh, it'll be interesting. I was almost expecting Tony Khan to put that graphic up after that match. I, I, I thought it was coming, but not yet. Yeah, man. Uh, and, not, and, and, also, what yeah, a, what ahead, a position Kevin. to be in. Go, I'm sorry, what a position to be in, you know, uh, from where this guy was a few years ago and the, the yeah. tough space he was when he got let go by WWE. And hell of a turnaround. Yeah, hell of a turnaround. Credit to him and the work he put into it. Credit to yeah. the people that helped him get there. Uh, people like Diamond, Diamond Dallas Page and stuff like that, too. And uh, and it's great to see him in the condition he is. I know everyone wants to be like, ooh, WWE won something. I was like, no, the, the guy looks healthy. Yeah, let's talk to him. That's the business. Absolutely. That's a compliment to him. That's a compliment to AEW. There are guys in WWE that AEW wants. We all know that. This is the yeah. business, guys. Don't yeah. that be catty. And Cass could be a, t a completely uh, a similar situation to Drew McIntyre. Go to Impact, make Absolutely. your name. You know, go, go to Impact, make your name, and uh, come back to WWE. The only difference is now there's AEW now uh, where uh, that wasn't an option for Drew at the time. So, uh or Impact. I mean, a lot of people are leaving Impact. It was just announced that uh, Willie Mack is leaving mm -hmm. Impact. Jonah announced his current run is done. He he. Uh, this that literally just dropped on Fightful about ten minutes ago. Uh, you know, obviously the door is left open there for a return. Where Willie Mack is leaving Impact to to try his hand on the Indies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's certainly a sense of where we are in wrestling right now. There's desired players, but how many spots do you have? You're going to see it. WWE let some people go from the Performance Center. Their system is now build talent up within a system, and if we can get some free agents, let's bring them in for short-term deals. Yeah. I think I don't think we've seen that yet. I don't think we've seen WWE you know, bringing those people for those short-term run deals. 
still have the celebrities and things like that, like like a Logan Paul, but that's a whole different play. They well, haven't done the thing caliber. where we're going to bring you in caliber. Yeah, it's a different caliber. I'll tell you They what. haven't done the thing, though, where they bring in a talent from another company or an outside source, only have them for a little while and let them go back I, out. I, I tell you what, that's not a bad idea to do, though. Keep things fresh on your product. I, I would not... I would, if I was WWE, I would completely look at doing that. Yeah, yeah I mean, really it's been that. talked about. It's been talked about, and some rumblings of them doing that deal that never materialized with, with New Japan and MLW last year. Those deals never came together. That was the premise of those deals was to do like kind of these these shows in between with mid card talent, not the top level guys. That would be like stop gaps until they got to a bigger quarterly show. Which would be interesting. You almost see what AEW is doing now with this New Japan show, which has made them a ton of money. Don't be surprised. Don't be yeah. surprised when WWE responds with, a, with with some type of a crossover super show sometime within the year or so, because they're they're, they're not. I don't think they're going to want to let this go because this is probably going to be a pretty successful show for AEW yeah. in New Japan. Already so is. Gonna, it already is. Look at it. It already yeah. is right. Yeah. So when they see once this pay per view airs. And people digest what they just saw. WWE is going to start getting on on other promotions who may want to collaborate, and we may get some type of a super show that's never been done by WWE before. There's already been rumblings of it. Uh, n- nothing, nothing that I can fairly certain say. But talking to enough people in the live entertainment industry in the last 72 hours, there's been some talk. Not nothing, nothing that I can say is like legitimate. But enough people where they're like, oh. If I was them, they would go here. And these aren't WWE people. These are people that have venues, people that do ticketing, people that do marketing, mm-hmm. and that have done work with WWE before. So you're talking about third-party companies, people they would work with. Um, they looked at that AEW number. It's an interesting number. Also worth noting, no matches announced for that show. Mm-hmm. And, and they sold those tickets. Uh, a lot of, And also the secondary market through the roof on that. So, I mean, there's a lot of free agents. There's a lot of possibilities. There's oh. a lot of new things. And if you're a W Morrissey and you're a healthy guy, get back into the business. It's a good time to do it. That secondary market's even worse. We were scoffing at tickets at 2000. There are tickets now at $20,000 right now for that thing. $20,000, which isn't going to stay, you know, that's only going to be there for like maybe a few hours at the most uh, with the way the market works. They'll be lucky to get anybody to bite on that. Guys, you're going to be, I can tell you, you'll be able to get a AEW New Japan, the Forbidden Door tickets for like the 300 level in the 150 to $250 range if you want to try and do that. That's kind of where your early starting point is. Guys, it is Freestyle Friday, so make sure you get your comments and questions in. Do it right now. So make sure you save all the questions because you guys get to control the last part of the show. Let's jump into a really important story, and that is the story of one Malcolm Bivens, who was recently released from NXT. And uh, today, he had a post up on Twitter where he kind of just lays it out, kind of tells everybody what kind of happened and speaks out on his release. What's up? What, what are the details here, Jeremy? Yeah, uh, kind of a stand-up special that he did uh, recently. Um, this was uh, something that actually occurred last night, and uh, he posted a three-minute clip of uh, this video here we'll show are we showing the whole thing or just part of it we can show uh, we can show a little bit of it so yeah uh, let me let me get it ready here for everyone yeah uh the major story that came out of this was the fact that he was not offered to manage omos uh he he said no he did confirm that uh, he was offered a contract in february that he turned down uh but the omos thing was uh 
was uh, not true. All right, man. So let's get uh, let's get this on here. Oh, and and a brief warning for everyone to watch. And there is some foul language in here, so please do Ooh. not get offended. These are well, not, shit. Uh, <laughs> these, these are not the views and expressions of sports keto wrestling. So, uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's play this clip. Have it. Your window disappeared on that, Jose. Hold on. Sorry, I thought thought I had it ready for you guys, but apparently I don't. I saw it and then it disappeared. Yeah, it was there for a moment. Hold on. Let's try it one more time, guys. I'm so sorry. That was not supposed to happen. We'll get it ready. Here it is. Boom. All right. Now, now we're ready to go. All right. I have to, uh, I hate to say it, I have to control my narrative. All right, so here's the truth. There's a lot of rumors, a lot of speculation. Was I offered a contract in February? Yes. Did I say no to said contract? Yes. Um, was I offered to be with Omos? No. No one said a word to me about managing Omos. Was I told about the main roster? Yes. And people, they think I'm crazy. Like, Malcolm, you threw away millions potentially. You walked away. Yeah, I did. Because I didn't want to do it anymore. And unfortunately, I just, I wasn't happy. As Stan and Deliver, I had a conversation with the head writer, and I told him so. And then two weeks ago, I said the same thing. I don't think this was for me. And that's okay. Because your happiness is not dictated by what people say you should do. Happiness is dictated by what you think you should do. Because there's a difference, right? And, uh, you know, it's been an interesting few days. I'll put it to you that way. Also, Julius told me I was the talk of the PC. They think I'm crazy, too. All the people from the UK talking about, what's What's wrong with the little black bloke out of the ten-round contract? Is he having a truck problem or something? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you can't talk shit about me just because Nick Khan forgot y'all exist. <laughs> you ain't better than me, motherfuckers. You're not better than me. NXT UK is crazy, man. I'm going to say this. If you work for WWE and you want to stay there forever, get transferred to NXT UK. <laughs> So, uh, so that's a, just a small clip from uh, from the video that Mal that Malcolm Bivens posted uh, earlier today from that show last night. Uh, I want to kick it to Kevin. You're in the stand-up world. Uh, what's what's your take on this uh, revealing information during a stand-up show? I think it's too early to uh, review him as a stand-up, but I mean, this is a way for him, especially as someone who's 
uh, a wrestling secondary personality, a manager interviewer, the category that I've been in and the little things that I've done in wrestling is that. And then doing comedy for my extended period of time. The stand is a very nice club. He's a reputable guy. He's funny. He's been on camera. He knows how to be funny. Can he frame an act and stuff like that? I'd have to see more than that clip. That clip was more about him clearing the record, but also being like, oh, if you're a wrestling fan and you want to see me come and like roast the WWE, which isn't that bad of things of WWE. I've done he shows. Wasn't people really roasting done. him. No, no, no. It's, he's just doing jokes and stuff like that too. Uh, I've done shows so- with Jake. I've done shows with Jake the Snake, and he's the same thing. It's he's making jokes about his career and making light of it, but not in a way that's like disrespectful. And Mick yeah. Foley's made a, a living of doing the same thing too. It's not necessarily yeah, for like over 10 or 15 years. I mean, if, yeah. if um, Stokely Hathaway is his name, his independent name of WWE is if that's something he wants to do and get on the road, oh. it's a very unique, it's a very unique thing for him to take um, because what you're doing then is you're not, you're not booking yourself the same way you would with independent dates where it's like one show, and then I go and hit a Terry. All right, I got to commit to these dates in this town. Well, what if I go and play that market and now I can do stand-up comedy on the off nights? Yeah. All right, you're going to book me on this night, but I'm going to go and run a club and give me your B room and I'll run, I'll I'll do that. There's some comedians who are doing that for a period of time. Yeah, there's wrestlers um, that do it. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of wrestlers that do it. And I think I he's mean, in Dom a good Zick position. Dom Zick was just stand up. I mean, he does stand up. His brother does stand up. Yeah. I saw Dolph's show in Dallas. It was very, very funny. I've seen Dolph tw- uh, numerous times. And so, depending on the crowd, he'll go more wrestling. But, I mean, most of the crowds are wrestling. Like, he knows what he's doing. Uh, Unless he's, did- like, playing, like, you know, different rooms. One thing we didn't uh, we didn't see on the video there, towards the tail end of the video, uh, he gave a shout-out to Brutus, Julius, and yeah. Ivy. Oddly, not Roddy. I don't know. Maybe I don't know why he didn't call out Roddy. Maybe he just didn't forget. Maybe he was in the moment. I don't know. Uh, he says I'm going to. Miss you're him. doing stand up. You're in the moment. I would. He, I wouldn't say that's anything. He yeah, says. Uh, uh, he says I'm. This going isn't to miss- a Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's okay. <laughs> he said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says I'm going to miss them. Love them like they're my kids. But sometimes in life you have to move on. People have been asking me, Malcolm, is it it for you? Is it? Uh, is this it as far as professional wrestling goes? For now, I have to say yes. But will I come back? Maybe maybe for the right price. And I'm, I'm hoping Tony Khan gives him that right price. Cause he is one of the best managers in professional wrestling. Uh, he worked in ring of honor so he could work at ring of honor. He could work at AEW. He could do both. He could manage people on both brands. I think that would be tremendous. If, if something happens to where he could be Agreed. a ring of honor manager again, Agreed. I wouldn't go there now. I wouldn't go now. I, I would wait. I would wait. I just wouldn't go I, I, now. I agree. I agree also with that. I agree that he should wait and kind of do some stuff on the side, kind of make himself a little bit more valuable and then kind of make himself into attraction where people would want to tune in to watch him uh, on Dynamite. But uh, speaking of Tony Khan and AEW, we do have some uh, few news here before we jump into Freestyle Friday of AEW. The first one is this right here, a trios championship uh, has been announced that it looks like that AEW is looking to bring uh, to fruition later this year. We do have a, a quick report on that. And then we also have a quick report on the decline, uh, declining ratings from last night due to the NBA playoffs. So let's jump into those really quick, Jeremy, before we head into Freestyle Friday. Uh, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer is uh, stating that the trios championships are designed and made unknown. They'll come to television. Uh during a uh, media call for Revolution, Tony Khan told Sean Ross Sapp that he'd be interested in bringing the titles to TV when Kenny Omega returns, which uh, 
you know, if you if you're looking around, paying attention, uh, I think Kenny is getting getting closer to returning. Uh, I, I've said this on the show many a times. Uh, AEW is completely built for these right now with a lot of factions, a lot of trios, Death Triangle, Elite, uh, SCU. If they want to bring them back together, uh, which if you watched Rampage tonight. SCU coming back together might be a thing. I, I you, you might see Ethan turning on Scorpio pretty soon. Uh, and plus, for a while now, you've seen trios records posted on the screen, so they're yeah. set up. They're completely set up for it. And I mean, if you ever watch, of, with the amount of bodies that AEW has, they yeah. can definitely have a trios championship if, if division. If you've ever watched Ring of Honor or Lucha Underground, trios titles are a fun division and so adding it to aew just makes complete sense it's another it's another it's another thing to add to the act that they have it would definitely be different than what you see in wwe and they enjoy those big multi-man affairs over the top rope as many topes as you can get in one match and all over the place it lends itself to that they have a lot of guys that are in that cruiserweight level that can do this type of style of match they have a lot of those combinations that have history tied to the combinations whether it be you know, I was talking with some people. Oh, well, Kenny Omega's back. Then you got to do Kenny Omega and the Bucks. And that I think it's a little bit too obvious. If you go with Kenny Omega and the Bucks, I think it's a bit too obvious out of the, out of the gate. But it's certainly interesting to see that you could do Kenny Omega and the Bucks. You can do Adam Cole and Red Dragon. You could do all these different combinations, which on paper are exciting. The only challenge I have for it, and I think this is a reasonable one objectively, is it's another title. It's another thing you got to get on your show. And do you have enough TV time? to warrant this Do, does your does your fan base have enough um capacity to, to process this and care about this the way you do there's some things that get lost in the shuffle is this something you get lost in the shuffle some from time to time i mean we see it with the wwe women's championship over in wwe i i, I don't want to see that happen with these but that's the struggle of having a really stacked roster and trying to do something and balance it with everything else we go into aew dynamite ratings there uh we just uh rampage just wrapped up on t on tv uh, and they have the NHL playoffs. They have the NBA playoffs. They're getting hammered by, by this. By this, they are the, their lowest rating in months this past week. They had eight hundred thirty thousand. Their demo number was down week to week. It was down, and last week it was down week to week because they're getting hammered by these playoff changes and also having to go up against playoff games. Uh, SmackDown's not. SmackDown's going to have a lower number. It'll probably be a decent number for network television. Yeah. Demo number won't be ideal. They've had uh, two but million for all the wrestling, but for AEW, the game they're playing is in that range of 800,000 to, you know, 1.2, 1.3. That's the range they're in. You know, SmackDown can handle doing a 1.8 and 1.7. That's not bad. That's not too far off. Like their high range right now is around a 2.3, a 2.4, at least in the last year. Uh, for, for, for AEW, that's bad. You know, they're, they're, their margins are important. Uh, so it's not the worst but i think some of this is expected and you're going up against playoffs man it's hard yeah and it's, we've always said it with both with all of the above raw smackdown rampage uh dynamite you know uh, nielsen ratings are an antiquated system and only a piece of the puzzle now with so many exactly. other ways to make revenue so these are more talking points than anything but always interesting to see how they affect things because i mean you know Things like the Masked Singer even affect wrestling on Wednesdays. It affected oh, NXT. Yeah. It affected NXT back in the day. And uh, it, it, even though 
that's starting to wear out its welcome, I think, because of some of the creative changes that are flying over like a fart in church. But at the, the same booking time, in the mass singer sucks. Okay, yeah, let's just talk about it. It's it's terrible, man. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani. I mean, come on, man. Oh man, uh, really? Yeah, really. It was Rudy the entire time. Ah, terrible. All right, guys, it's that time of the show where we jump into your questions and your hey, 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 okay, hey. It's time for Freestyle Friday. We need to we need to upload oh, we need yeah. to upload some beats to this thing. Maybe I should create some beats for Freestyle Friday that we put. Yes. You can play, you can play we music. Got, I mean, we got we got a dancy pop techno beat that we can put on while we answer these questions. So. Drop it. Yeah, drop, drop it. it. Drop, 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 it drop, drop it. Drop a beat on him. All right, guys. So first, uh, first comment here. We got a question from oh, I saw it from <laughs> Ricky Garcia is asking, "Why are y'all live during Rampage? We're live every day at the same time, Broski, between six and six thirty. That's why we're live during Rampage. Rampage can't be interfering with our schedule. Ours, we are here every day at the same time, same hour, same channel. Boom. Kevin's <laughs> going around in a circle, making me dizzy." <laughs> I'm gonna lower this just a little bit so it's not gonna say, so loud. I, I thought you could change that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. There totally. Go. I am totally. I'm totally gonna create a beat for next week. Okay. Right, we got. We got one here for Stephen Chambers. Who will be the Joker to wrestle Samoa Joe at the tournament? Will it be Davy Boy Smith Jr. or is it Miro or is it Cesaro? Number one choice, Cesaro, because I think he's been holding a camera as a plant over the past few weeks. <laughs> you believe the meme? You believe that meme? Uh, number two, Miro. Uh, so I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Stephen. Uh, it's going to be Miro or Cesaro. I'd love it to be Davy Boy for obvious reasons, but I don't feel like it's going to be Davy Boy. Uh, you know, Cesaro, Cesaro seems like the, the likely choice, right? But uh, it, it's, oh, it's a hell of a time to debut in AEW right now. They got Cesaro a lot of new names. Oh my God! I would, uh, Miro and Joe. I mean, I don't. We Miro win and way. Joe. I think I think uh, Miro would be my choice. Miro's been my choice for a very long time, uh, and I think that will be a tremendous matchup. I would love to see Cesaro, uh, Mr. Mr. Castagnoli, over there in AEW, but I have a feeling it's going to be Miro, especially after that, that long neck injury that he's been and, out for. And speaking of that tournament, going to the women's side, man, Riho and Ruby Soho in the first round, that is going to be tremendous. Britt Baker oh, yeah. has a – yeah, speaking of jokers, Britt Baker's got a joker. I wonder who that's going to be. Athena, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Matt Stoltz watching us on Facebook. Kevin, do wrestlers fart? Yes. Yes, they do. They, they shit their pants sometimes. I think Stone Cold Steve Austin has a story about that. It doesn't CM uh, Punk have, uh, have a story about that where he shit his britches in the middle of a match against yes. Kane? Yeah. I can't name <laughs> names. I can't name names, okay? I can't name names. So not only do they fart, so they shit. All right. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah, we, we hear you All perfectly. Right. I can't name names, but I heard a story in a locker room recently in, uh, in working professional wrestling shows about someone working a show, and it, somehow that came up. And the boys started talking, and somebody said the guy was wearing all-white gear. He, he had a lucha mask on. They're like, thank God you had a mask on because we couldn't see your face. But he had all-white <laughs> gear on, and he took some type of splash or something, and it was... Very clear that that white gear was changing colors. 
Ooh. There was a splash, all right. Oh, man. All right, man. We got David Chisholm watching us on Facebook. He's asking, who's y'all's favorite? Chisholm? Damn near killed him. <laughs> From the Ruthless Aggression Era. Y'all's favorite underrated wrestler in the Ruthless Aggression Era. I'll kick it to you, Jeremy. Well, thanks. Uh, <laughs> God. I'm trying to think of, like, an underrated guy. I, I, Paul Birchall comes to mind because he was just saddled with a shit gimmick. Uh, but he was a tremendous... Him and Katie both were great wrestlers that never got their just dues. Uh, Chris Masters, another guy that never got... Uh, never got his just do uh you know there was always this time where it, it seemed like he would break through uh after like the second time around he'd get called back up and and, and get another shot it just never happened um uh, so those guys kind of come to mind first off kevin i'm gonna uh she's our guest this week on unfiltered go watch unfiltered uh, we have a new episode up uh she's not unscripted. in the wb hall of fame unscripted 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 excuse me uh unscripted and you need to go see it it's a great interview lisa marie varen victoria uh yeah she won titles she won titles in wwe she did get to have a, a spectacular match at wrestlemania uh, but her main role in wwe was really for the a majority of it was getting other people over and and, and being the mechanic in a storyline that makes the, the machine run she's the william regal of women's wrestling for wwe in terms of her toughness and her ability and her psychology, uh, and and that and that's not a bad thing. That makes stories go, uh, and I I would really put her in that category, especially after watching the interview. And the, the I'm, I'm biased. I, I I worked at a restaurant. I did the, I did events with uh, Lisa. She's a great mind for the business. I put her in there, and then I would also put um, I put Chavo in there. You took mine, bro. You took mine. <laughs> I, I would also, just because they never got true singles runs, I would put Paul London and Brian Kendrick in there. I was gonna, I was, I, that was going to be my number two. Damn it, y'all. This is like, we're all <laughs> in the same wavelength right now. But, but yeah, I was going to say Chavo Guerrero was going to be one of them. I think he was uh, one of the guys that wasn't, you know, he was underrated in WWE, but he was utilizing good angles, with, uh, especially with, with his uh, rivalry with Eddie back in the day. And uh, that angle also with uh with dominic so i think there was a lot of cool stuff that happened there uh but man yeah and also brian kendrick and paul london i think that was an also an under another underrated tag team uh back in the day uh we got chris aldridge watching us on facebook's asking who's going to be the joker in the women's owen hart tournament uh well not not dakota kai because that, that's uh well god when is it now because she only has a 30-day non-compete yeah mm when is that women's tournament start here we go i got it right here uh it does not say though on the graphic also we don't know the date that they're gonna have that joker match either you know so that could be that could equate to a different scenario yeah they could back something up it could be somebody we've never seen before it could be somebody who's coming back from injury somebody's on the shelf a bunch of different things yeah because i mean athena is obviously the go-to but it could be Dakota Kai based on timing. It could be Candice LeRae, maybe. I, my thing is, like, it's just another person coming over. It's already it's already played out. I'm not trying to be like, oh, that isn't exciting. Well, it's just no. how exciting can it be when you've had so many people come over the recently a, from yeah, WWE? The, the, the Joker's a normal staple, though, with AEW. You know, Casino Battle Royale has the Joker. It is, but the thing is, it's like the same thing with the Royal Rumble with the surprises. Can you do it every year? Do you have a big surprise? 
every year. Now you have to have a big surprise in AEW like every two or three weeks. Well, it's so like, hard to keep that going. And with the men, mm-hmm. it may not even be a surprise. It may be a return. So it just may be a return. Absolutely. James Mangan watching us on Facebook asking, when will the NXT UK start having audiences again? Ask the parliament. No hard, hard to say. Really, really hard to say. Different regulations in the UK than is compared to the United States. Though they're, they've been wide open with sporting events for a long, long time. I do think the NXT UK brand is really under the radar with WWE. They have very, very good shows. They have strong, straight-up storytelling. Of the of the WWE brands, this is the one that's the closest to the NXT you may have remembered, the black and yellow brand. Yeah. Where's a lot of straight-up smash-mouth wrestling, personal issues, and people fighting for titles. Because just like Stokely Hathaway said, that Nick Khan doesn't know it exists. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I don't know. They're running Cardiff, right? They're running the UK. They're, I don't know if that's true. It's a good joke, though. Yeah, yeah it is a good joke. Uh, we got a super chat from Roland Curtis, and this will be our last question to wrap up Freestyle Friday. Speaking of the NBA playoffs, I don't know if you guys follow the NBA, but Chris Barkley has been yelling, acknowledge me. It is so funny. Mainstream yet? It's so funny how Charles does it too, because he doesn't. He doesn't go acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. It is so. It was hilarious. I was watching inside the NBA role, and I was watching that when he did that. It was because a tweet came in. Um, you know, because if you ever watch inside the NBA, uh, you know they they send in tweets to make fun of Chuck, and uh, this was making fun of some horse thing he mentioned or whatever. And uh, the the handle was Mister Perfect, and I don't know if he thought Mister Perfect was still alive or not. Uh, but he talked about uh, some current stars. He talked about uh, I think he talked about a couple of AEW guys and, and Roman and, and whatnot. And I thought it was pretty pretty cool that uh, uh, that at least he uh, does watch a little bit. Kevin, do you acknowledge Charles Barkley? No, I acknowledge Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time. The Phoenix Suns got trounced back in the '90s. Uh, yeah, so throw throw another. No, they are another skull underneath Michael Jordan's boot. Best sports show on television, though, inside the NBA. It is a very entertaining show. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Top Story. We appreciate you guys tuning in on this Friday afternoon. Make sure you enjoy this weekend. We got the WrestleMania Backlash post show immediately after Backlash this Sunday night. Kevin, myself, and Jeremy will be live here on Sports Keto Wrestling. Kevin, you're busy dog sitting, but what do you got this going on this weekend, bro? Uh, I got some cool stuff. I taped an episode of Doug Loves Movies with Doug Benson yesterday. That was really, really cool. Um, that was the thing I couldn't talk about. Uh, I did it with Colt Cabana from All Eat Wrestling, which was really, really sweet. Didn't know that was going to happen until I got there. Uh, Karina, a great comedian, was also on the show. Uh, I do talk about wrestling. I do get some wrestling jokes. Shout out to Colt Cabana for having a great performance on Young Rock as a Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, he looked pretty oh, good. That, he, oh, he gives some uh, details about that on the podcast as well. It's a really, really cool podcast. If you never listen to Doug Loves Movies, it's very, very cool. If you like movies, it's a trivia show. It's a comedy show. Uh, we did it in front of a live audience. Uh, much like when we do the trivia challenges, I talk a big game, but fail spectacularly. Uh, and <laughs> you guys, oh, it's a little bit of a spoiler. Uh, it's very, very funny. Uh, the most fun I've ever had. It, to me, it was. It felt like being on tonight's show. Can't wait. I it can't wait. Really, really cool. uh, I think the episode is going to drop later this weekend on Monday. Uh, Doug Loves Movies. Go follow Doug Benson. Go follow Doug Loves Movies on Twitter as well. The I'll, I'll have the link up when the episode drops later this weekend. Great comedian. Boom. Jeremy, what you got going on this weekend? 
Uh, gonna see a friend's band tomorrow night. They're called Dad oh. Rock. Uh, they play '90s and 2000s. Dad Rock with the corn. Are you gonna get up there and do your uh, Vanilla Ice cover? No, that's with the rap band. I might get up. I've gone up and done STP with them before, and I've done Beastie Boys with them before. So I probably will do a song with them. Maybe my voice is shot. I'm supposed to do a voiceover after this, but I've been sick, and uh, I'm really hoarse, getting very hoarse right now. So uh, luckily, Aranava said, "Do the voiceover tomorrow." I did. So. Uh, yeah, I did it. I did it. Shout out, Aranava. Uh, go see, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go out to lunch with mom on Sunday for Mother's Day, boom, <clears throat> and uh, come back and watch some wrestling. All Shout right, out guys, to the moms. As, as always, give us a follow on the Twitter and Instagram and on TikTok. Jose G official, Kevin at Kev Cullum and at JB Huskers. Make sure you are subscribing to the YouTube channel. We are on our way to thirty thousand. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And as always, this weekend when you're watching WrestleMania Backlash, even if it has a terrible finish, you have to sit back, take a deep breath, dog, let it go, and you have to do the one most important thing, which is what, gentlemen? Enjoy wrestling. Yeah. Will I show up tonight? Let me. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out.